Welcome to the Kodesh Podcast. You are listening to the infallible word from the Holy Hill, God's seat of power. Let the word from the Holy Hill be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Stay blessed. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's not just a story, but it's going to be a reality for you this afternoon. We are about to hear the word of God. And I don't know how many of us are ready to hear the word of God. But if you listen and watch the testimony, then I know you know that this afternoon, Jesus is about to change somebody's life. Jesus is about to turn somebody's life around. We want to sing together a song. We say nothing is impossible. I don't know if you are ready, ladies and gentlemen, this afternoon, God's servant is ready with the word of God. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. It's impossible. Come on. Nothing is impossible. Commit yourself unto God. Oh, yes, Lord. And I get some volume up here. Oh, yes, Jesus. Bashaga da balada basataba. Balende balo balo baga bosta baria basta. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Give him thanks. Give him praise. Give him glory. We thank you, Lord. He deserves it. He deserves it. Adora da bashaga da ba. Ask the Lord to speak to you this afternoon. Ask the Lord to speak to you this afternoon, wherever you are. Lift up your voice. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory. Holy Spirit, I commend myself into your hands. Holy Spirit. 
Speak through me your words. Thank you for today. Thank you for every life that is here. We pray that your word will transform us. We pray that your word will bring your will to us. We thank you for salvation. We give you praise in Jesus' precious name. Everybody shouted, Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Wow. It's beautiful. Hallelujah. Well, for a short time, I want to share from John chapter 3, verse 16. Hallelujah. Are you excited about that? I want you to give me your rapt attention because I'm preaching for a very short time. Amen. John 3.16 I think many of us know it. But we have not appropriated it in our lives. It says, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, say whosoever, whosoever, that includes you, that includes you, that includes whosoever, believeth in him, shall not perish, shall not die, but have everlasting life or have eternal life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, when God loved the world, he did something. He gave. He gave his son. Why did God give his son when he loved the world? Why? Why? I want to explain to you why God gave his son. 1 John chapter 4 verse 10. 1 John chapter 4 verse 10. Herein is love. Not that we loved God, but that God loved us. And sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God sent Jesus Christ because of our sins. Amen. God sent Jesus Christ because of our sins. In Luke chapter 19, verse 10, the Bible says that the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. So Jesus Christ came to Seek and save the lost. Hallelujah. But many times when we talk about the love of God, people are just thinking about what they can get because God loves us. So God loves me, so my marriage will be nice. God loves me, so I will prosper. God loves me, and so I'm believing him for my business to work. God loves me. And so I'm believing him for my children to do well in their school. Is that what we read? Oh, I'm asking a simple question. Is that what we read? Those at the back, is that what we read? 
those on the balconies is that what we read no but you see what has become of the good news is that people are just looking for the good news for what they can get still in their sin are you hearing me at all so even though they are still in their sin so we have people talk, talking Christians who are living all kinds of life but have never changed but when God sent Jesus it is so that you and I can have eternal life are you following me thus far yes and I was telling the first service that you know somebody went out was driving on the highway and the speed limit was 120 kilometers per hour hallelujah and another person was told his brother just came to him and told him that I have good news for you so what's the good news he said I have paid $25,000 for your speed fine he said ah is this good news I don't know that I have any speed fine are you trying to even started to get bored are you trying to say that I drive fast what are you trying to say this is not good news to me but there was one guy who knew that he had a lot of fines that has been building after he has not paid are you following me so when he was told that somebody has just paid all your speeding fine for you it was good news to him why because he had done something wrong. you see the first person he had not done anything wrong so he said what's the good news here me have not done any i don't have as far as i know i don't have any speeding fine are you listening yes but the second person appreciated and was even grateful to the person who paid hallelujah now two people were on a flight they were on a flight they were going on an airplane traveling somewhere and then one person was told that when he puts on the parachute have a good flight it's like the flight will be good to be a nice flight and so he put on the parachute just to see he was skeptical because like ah oh, parachute in a plane for a good flight what is that so he said okay let me just try he was skeptical let's let's, let's just try so he put it on and he was seated started feeling uncomfortable his shoulders so it's a good flight so I want to experience a good flight so it was there then other passengers started to laugh said, ah, look at that look at that man seated very awkwardly in the flight people started to laugh at him I said, ah. but I was told that when I put this on I will have a good experience in this flight 
So at the point when he started that now, the laughing and the, this has become unbearable. He just removed the parachute and just threw it somewhere. It was, now he was bitter. He was angry against the people who told him that this is a, a, a improve your flight experience. Then the, the second man, he was told that, put on this parachute because as we are on this flight, there's the likelihood that you may have to escape. You may have to escape. And when that time comes, then you deploy the parachute. So he was sitting there. People were laughing at him. People were saying all kinds of, but he was not moved because he was thinking about if the plane, something should happen now, I'll just deploy. So because of his expectation of escaping, he was just, people were laughing, people were saying all kinds of, he was still there. What happened, is something even happened that made it even worse. The air hostess, you know, in his enthusiasm to serve well and to serve tea, he poured the tea on this man. But you know, the man's reaction was cool. He didn't say much. Why? His expectation is that if this plane should crash, I will escape. I will escape. I will just deploy my parachute. But the first man, he, did, he said, what you told me, it's a lie. It's a lie. You said that I'm going to have a good experience. I'm not having this good experience. Hallelujah. You see, that is what happens in the church. You tell somebody, God loves you. God will do this for you. God will do that for you. But you have not explained to them why Jesus gave, came into the world to die for them. And so, they are believing that when they come to church, they will have money. They will have a good life. They will have all these things still with their sin. A good wife. <laughs> but still with their sin. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. So at some point, what we tell people, they don't believe us anymore. They get angry at the gospel because they are, their sins have not been addressed you see, this man, when he was told that you will escape, you will have eternal life, there is life beyond this life. He was this day. He was not offended. Even though tea was poured on him, he was not offended. He was still there. Why? He was thinking about the end. The scripture says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Today I came to tell somebody that Jesus came to die for your sins. Are you here? Yeah. You see, if we don't have knowledge of our sin, that's why Paul was explaining Romans chapter 7 verse 7. Romans chapter 7 verse 7. Paul was explaining that because people don't know the law. You see, the law brings out the sin. And hence, your need of a savior. You didn't get it. You didn't get it. Are you here? Students, are you here? The law, the law. When we say the law, we are talking about the laws of Moses. Romans chapter 7 verse 7. What shall we say then? Is the law sin? God forbid. 
Nay, I had not known sin, but by the law. Yeah. It's the law that reveals sin to us. You see this LGBT something, something, something. I spoke to a nurse in the UK many experienced this many years ago. He said they, they used to diagnose it as mental illness. Yes. Many, many years ago, it was accepted that when you say you have feelings for, a man says he has feelings for a man. A woman says he has feelings for, no, something's not right. Something's not right. But now, it's like, oh, they are born like that, they have to do things, they have to do this, that, that, that. So you see, if there is no law, you would not know what is sin. Are you here or you are going home? Yeah. If there is no law. So when we, that's why Jesus said, I came to fulfill the law and the prophets. So for us to know that, look, I have need of Jesus, I must know my state. Else you will become like the first man. Say, ah, you have paid 25,000, a lot of money. You should have given it to me. It's not good news at all. So the gospel doesn't become good news when the person doesn't know that he has need of a savior. Yeah. And maybe somebody brought you, brought you came from your school. I came to tell you that by the Lord, Exodus, Exodus chapter 3, sorry, chapter 20 verse 3. Let's look at the law. Let's, let's, let's look at the law. Let's look at the law and see where we are falling short. It says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Verse 3. Thou shalt not have any other gods. That's the first commandment. That's the first. And it's happening. People have other gods. You see the young man who gave the testimony. That's a young man. Who, he is going to a god for money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and the law is telling you that no, that is a sin. When you do that, you are a sinner. You are you need Jesus in your life. Else you will perish. Else you will perish. Yeah. You cannot escape. When there's a plane crash, you cannot escape. You have removed the parachute, you will die. Yes. Verse 4. Quickly. Thou shalt not make any graven images or the likeness of anything that is heaven above. You see, God, he knows us so. He knows that the images that you will make, it will be like maybe um, an animal, something that he himself has created. <laughs> A bed, something. Yeah. yeah. The other day, the prophet was sharing a message, and he said that there was this family. They have a God in the family that is being passed on from generation to generation. Instead of moving from glory to glory, they are passing on <laughs> gods from generation to generation. And so this young couple, they, the lady was in the house when the husband brought something and came to hide in the room. She said, oh, what is this thing? And so it's now my turn, do you see, to host to host the God in our family. Yes, it's now his turn to host the God. And it's a sin. 
You may not know. So you have Christians. You see, when I was in South Africa, anytime somebody buys a car, the young people, they have finished school, they buy a car, they go home. Do you know why? Because many of the people don't come from Pretoria or Johannesburg. That's not their home. But when they buy a car, they go home. Do you know what they are going to do? They are going to do some rituals, whatever, so to protect for protection. Yes, insurance. Spiritual insurance. <laughs> yes, but they are, church, they, are, they are in the church. They are shepherds. They are this, they are that. And you see, because you have not read the law, the law says it's a sin. And if you continue, you will perish. That's why Jesus came. That's why Jesus came. Next one. Next one. I'm showing you. So mark yourself. Eh? Mark yourself. Thou shalt not take the name of, of thy God in vain. The Lord thy God in vain. This one that we all do it without knowing. Jesus. What does it mean? What, what is it for? It's for protection. You just mentioned the name of the Lord. Because the name is very powerful. We use it for healing. It is in that name that we pray. Yeah. Some use it for jokes. Yeah. Kenneth Hagin, when he's praying, in his name, in his name, in his name, in his a powerful name. You are using it in vain. You are, you are a sinner. Some people even use it as a curse word. Oh, yes. Yes. Would you curse your father? Would you use your father's name as a curse word? How are you using God's name as a curse word? Are you hearing me? Yeah. So you see, when we start, when you are preaching to somebody, eh, you tell them about the love of God. You see that they have accepted Christ without repenting. Yes. What have they repented? They have not acknowledged any sin in their lives. So what have they turned from? Nothing. So you will come and say, recite the sinner's prayer. You know, I, I read a story. One guy was witnessing to a prostitute. And he was sharing the love of God. And as he was sharing the love of God with the prostitute, the prostitute started weeping. Started weeping. Started, and he felt that, look, um, it's, it's working. It's working. It's, do you know, later, she went back to a prostitution cry. Do you know why she was crying? She now was, you see, as she was talking about the love of the father and all that, she had remembered the love of his father that he never received. That is what actually was making her cry. Not God. Not the sin that she is in. Are you hearing me? Yeah. yeah. Students, this is the time. I gave my life to Christ 1992. Secondary school, form three. Are you hearing me? That's why we have brought you here. And that has changed my life. I'm telling you. If somebody told me that I'll be standing here preaching, I'll tell you you're a false prophet. Not that I was a bad person, but I never thought that I'll become a pastor or any such thing. But you see, as I gave my life and I, I was trying very hard to live a good, a holy life, like not to do any, I mean, I have my friends here. They should come out and say, if I did, by the grace, yes, yes. Yes, but 
You know, <laughs> that's why you have to come to the front. You see, you are not enjoying the message like the way we are enjoying it here. Are you here? Yeah. yeah. Next one. Next one. Next one. I don't have much time. I have to close. Remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. Nowadays, everything is on Sunday. Exams, going to school. Yeah. It's a demonic something. I dare to say. I dare to say. I dare to say. Yes. Next one. I don't have much time. Honor your father and your mother. Students, are you listening? It says you should what? Yeah. Let me tell you something. One of the people you can least honor in your life is your father. It's true. It's true. We are all very close to our mothers. It's true. They are the ones feeding us, giving us food doing so many things, school, going to school, days, da, 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 da. So you can easily think that your father there is something. Yeah. But your father loves you very much. And the Bible says that you are supposed to honor them both. Yes. Yes. So you see that you may not have done anything wrong. You may, you may maybe you are, a good, you are a good person. You've not fornicated before. You've not gone to the disco before. You've not done any of these wrong things before. But you are still a sinner. Yes. Yes. Because maybe you don't show respect. It's like everything. Eh, okay. Then, then some very sly way of living. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not so obvious. But you will be somewhere in the law. Somewhere you will be in the law. Those of you who are rebellious at home, you are here. You are not honoring your parents. Hallelujah. When your mother sends you, then you will fight with your mother. At your age, you have started fighting with that poor old woman. Because you are a guy with muscles. And you have grown. Now you have muscles. So you can speak anyhow. Honor. Next one, quickly. That shall not kill. And, and you see, as though this one was, James said that when, when, when you hate, you hate your brother, you're a murderer. When you hate your brother, you're a murderer. Yeah. You see some people, they don't talk. See, they are Christians, so they don't talk with their sisters. They don't talk with their brothers. I mean, they don't talk with, they hate them. And you are there. You see, you are living in sin, but you don't know. Because we are preaching to you, God will bless you. God will increase you. God will heal you. And so you are forgotten about your sin, and you are still in your sin. When you die in your sin, you go to hell. Yes. Yes. Next one, quickly. Hey. Somebody say, hey. Somebody say, hey. Hey. You see, we can all relate to what is coming. I said, we can all relate to what is coming. And some of you, you are looking at me, I'm looking at you. You are busy taking somebody's somebody's uh, husband and you are seated in the church I said and you are seated in the church thou shalt not commit thou shalt not commit
Hallelujah. By extension, you are also not supposed to fornicate. You thought that is only the married people. You, you are inside. Yes. yes. And you see, nowadays, there is even... You, you, hey, I can't say some of the things. I can't say some of the things. No. Some of the things, when you say it, you give people ideas. So, so I won't say it. You want me to say it. <laughs> I won't say it. Yes. But you see, it's a sin, plain and simple. Jesus, you see, and Jesus even took it further. He said, when you look after, how many of you have looked at the woman to last after her? Oh, give me a wave, give me a wave, give me a wave. Yeah. One husband, one husband, he was driving with the wife. The wife was sitting, he was driving, he was driving there. He saw a lady pass, then he turned, he turned, then... He had, he had a slap on the thigh. Pop, look straight forward. Look straight forward. Yes. You see, the men, that's our problem. To whom to? To whom for? To whom does it belong to? You are thinking to yourself, to whom to? To whom for? To whom does it belong to? Thou shalt not commit. Yeah. You are in the church, and you, dear, only people's husbands is what you like, and you are in the church. You are in the church. You see, I'm saying you. You may think that is far fetched. You be there. Yeah. It says. You will perish. I said you will. It will never be well with you. Yes. You see, and some of the sins, it goes to the next generation. That's the unfortunate part. Yes. It goes to the next generation. To the, the Bible says to the third and the fourth generation. Yes. Next one. Quickly. 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 Those at the back, can you see the screen? Can you see the screen? Those of you at the balcony, can you see the screen? Thou shalt not. These are the basics. But this is the foundation. Is that if the foundation be destroyed, right? The righteous, what would they do? I'm telling you, this is it. You are stealing money, small, 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 small. The other day, I heard one young girl. Eh, he knew this old market woman. When he goes to do his, um, after the day's work, then he comes to hide the money in his, somewhere. It's like the prophet. You see, he's trying to gather money, gather money to pay for his child's school fees. And I think that this young girl started to realize that ah, there's money here. So, so, he's coming to look for his friends. Ah, your friend is not here. So, I'm coming to play a game. Then you'll be taking the money small, small. Take it. So, ah, so, the woman went into it and looked. He said, ah, where's the money? Where's that? No, no, that this girl has been taking the money small. Okay, taking the money small, small. 
You see, these things you may think that is like some professionals. No, it's just, it's amongst us all. We have it. We, are, we all have some. That's what I'm saying. Mark yourself by the Ten Commandments. And you see that, Charlie. You're a sinner. I'm a sinner. Yes. Let's finish. Let's finish. Let's finish. That's our not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Eh? He said that this, this, this. Then you'll be standing there. I mean, you'll be confused. Say, hey, what is he saying? What is he saying? I can't believe it. Yeah, but you see that he, because he can speak, he's putting the thing on you, and you see, you are, you are frozen. You are so shocked that you don't even know what to say. You are in the Bible. And if you don't leave your sin, you will perish. You will perish. Please, let me finish my time. Hey. Hmm. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. Thou shalt not covet the man's servant, nor his maid servant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is thy neighbor's. Hey, clap for God, clap for God, clap for God, clap for God, clap for God. The word is too nice. The word is too nice. People are converting their neighbor's wives. It's not small in this world. Hey! Your neighbor's car, your neighbor, you see somebody's house? No, you want one. Hey! Somebody has a, a phone? No, you want one. That's why you are chasing that boy. Because you are looking for a phone. I shouldn't say it. When you know the law. When you know the law. Then your sin appears before you. Galatians chapter 3 verse 24. As we come to the end. Wherefore the law was our schoolmaster. To bring us unto Christ. That we might be justified by faith. What I've read to you. Maybe you say, oh, Bishop. Hmm. Look, uh, it's not easy. I had one girl like that many years ago in the church. He had come from the village to the city going to school, it was difficult. Now, this happened before he joined the church. Very difficult for her. Then he found somebody, a man, who was ready. I'll pay anything. Just come and stay with me. I'll pay. I'll take care. So when he came to church and he was recounting the story, it's like, oh, this what like the person I'm staying with, not my husband or anything, but he's the one who, I mean, I cannot live without him. I can't, because he does everything. My schooling, my everything. So as a pastor, what should I tell her? Eh? I told her that he has to leave. You have to leave. You have to leave. Yes, it's your everything. Now, take a step of faith and believe whether God can take care of you or not. Yes, you will struggle. 
initially to be extra difficult, but you have to believe God. Whosoever believes in him should not perish, should not perish, should not perish, should not perish, should not perish. So he says the law is like a schoolmaster that brings us to Christ. And by that, we are justified. Rise to your feet. Please stand to your feet. I'm working with time. We'll continue next week. Hallelujah. We'll continue next week. Don't worry. You know, Charles Spurgeon said something. Let me read it to you. It says, sinners will never accept grace until they tremble before a just and holy law. Sinners will never accept the grace of God. The amazing grace, they will never accept it until they can see that, hey, I'm a sinner, I'm a dirty person. Please, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. There are many of us here like that. You think you're a good person. You think that you have not done anything wrong. That's good. You have not fornicated before. You are not a bad person, whatever. But you are still a sinner. If you look closely, you realize that you are falling short of some of the, the law. And when you fall short of one, the Bible says that you are falling short of all. Hallelujah. But he said the law of God is perfect, converting the soul. Converting the soul converting the soul. This morning you are here with all eyes closed. Please quiet everywhere. Upstairs, please quiet. No movement. No movement. You are here. As you heard this word, you are saying to yourself, you know, I, 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 I steal sometimes. I've stolen sometimes. I'm living with somebody that I'm not married to. I have a girlfriend and Charlie, we are really on it. You are in the scripture. God is talking to you. Right where you are, God is speaking to you. He says today, if you, God has a better way of doing it for you. And so wherever you are, today you are saying, Pastor, I want to give my life to For whosoever, whosoever shall believe that Jesus came to die for your sins as a sinner to save you from your sins. It says you will not perish, but you have everlasting life. You are here like that. Lift up your hand. You, you want to give your life to Christ. Lift up your hand. Lift up your hand. I will pray with you. Don't leave here. It's very dangerous. I tell you, it's very dangerous to walk the streets of Accra and you are not born again. It's very dangerous. You are like the man on the plane with no parachute. You can easily die at any emergency. Lift up your hands. I see those hands. Lift up your hands. Everywhere. Join me. Lift up your hands. Upstairs. Join me. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. If you have lifted up your hand, I want you to do one more thing. Listen. I want you to come to the altar. Come to the altar. Come to the front. Whether you are upstairs, whether you are at the back, access, help me. Run to the front right now. Come. 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 Stand here. Come. Keep coming. Keep coming, keep coming, keep coming, everywhere. Today your life will change. You are a student, I tell you, you need Jesus. 
Jesus transformed my life. Secondary school form three, he transformed my life. Come everywhere. Don't worry, there's space. There's room. There's room. Come. For God, He so loved the world. Keep coming. Keep coming. coming just keep make it faster can you run can you run can you run can you run to the front I see people still coming can you run 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 to the front come come you are the reason we came he came to seek and to save that which is lost thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus Thank you, Jesus. Keep coming. Keep coming. Please, can you run also on my right hand side? Run, access. Help us. look at me everybody look at me look at me wherever you are standing listen we are going to pray the Bible says that with the heart man believes with the mouth confession is made unto salvation are you hearing me and so I'm going to lead you in prayer but make it your personal prayer to God are you listening Israel yes make it your personal prayer to God today your life has changed yes God is changing your life yes Yes, yes. Let's close our eyes. Say with me, Heavenly Father. I thank you for today. I have heard your words. I realize that I'm falling short of the law. I'm a sinner. I need your help. I repent of all my sins. I repent of all my wicked ways the bad things I've done. I pray
pray, Lord, forgive me. Today, this afternoon, I accept you as my Lord and personal Savior. Come into my heart and be Lord over my life. I thank you that you have saved me. Say with me, Satan. Say, Satan. Listen carefully. From today, me and you, we are finished. I will not serve you again. I will not live my life for you again. I will only live for Jesus. I will only serve Jesus. I thank you, Father, that you saved me, that I am a born-again child. Thank you that I've joined the family of God. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Wonderful. Well, before you go, I want to pray for the students. The students. I'm sure almost everybody here is a student. But we can see clearly that there are some also, the SHS students. But I want to pray for all of you, even those who are in the congregation. Close your eyes, lift up your hands. Father, I thank you. I thank you for these lives. Father, as you brought them into your house, the Bible says that they go from strength to strength. Everyone who appears in Zion, I pray that they live here with your power, with your spirit to live for you. I pray that, Lord, you will touch their lives. You will call them and use them for your glory. Let your will as it is in heaven be done here on earth for them. In the mighty name of Jesus, deliver them from wickedness that is in the world. Deliver them from strange men, strange women, the evil that is in this world. In the name of Jesus Christ, I ask your covering over their lives. I plead the blood over their lives, wherever they are coming from. Father, may they escape the evil that is there. In the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, now we commit their education unto your hands. We pray that, Lord, may they be the head and not the tail. May these ones grow up to become responsible men and women in our nation. That are leading many to the light. That are leading many to you, O God. In the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory. Concerning the academics, let them excel. Let them excel. Let them excel. We bind every dull mind in the name of Jesus. Anything that makes them not be able to sit down to study, not have concentration, always distracted when they are studying, we cast that thing now. We bind it now in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Everybody said amen. God bless you for listening to this message. For more information on upcoming programs and events, visit our Facebook page, Kodesh Family Church, Ghana HQ. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every day. And remember... God's word as a lamp onto your feet and a light 